Today, I want to talk to you about something. This is a great mystery. This, this thing that I'm teaching, you see, as, 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 as a servant of God, like Paul told Timothy, there is a place of study. Are you with me? Hello? If you're a man of God and you are a lazy man and you don't like studies, you'll be outdated. Not only will you be outdated, you'll be, you'll be malnourished. Okay? So, there are things that we come across by study. But I tell you, there are things that we come across not by study, not even by revelation. I don't know how to put it. But you see that this one, it is clearly coming from heaven. I'm telling you, there are things we learn, like I'm saying, as I, as I stand here, I study from many great men. I listen to many great men. I study from many great men. But there are some things that I share. You see, this message, for, as I was preaching to you this message, I prepared, with it, I, I, I prepared it without any reference. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? I prepared it without any reference. Normally, when you come to me and I'm studying in the office uh, and I'm preparing messages, I have a lot of references because I want to be theologically sound and all that. But, you know, there, is, there are some series of messages we don't... I remember when I heard this message, I think last week Sunday, when we closed, we were going. So this is not a message I've known long time. You know, I like to be prepared, but this is not something I knew. I was driving there. I remember vividly. I had a cram bedroom, PU junction, unse speed rounds view. You see that place? When you are heading here from here to PU junction, there are some uh, rambo strips on the road. Just before I hit the rambo strips, the spirit of the Lord spoke to me sharply. I think I was in the car with some people. He said, laying it at his feet. I heard this word clearly. But I didn't know what, what, what it meant. Until on Monday, when I sat here in the office, and I just sat down. When I came, I just sat down, relaxed more. And then I got the insight into this revelation. Hallelujah. And I know that as some of us are going to learn, we are going to be blessed by this one. Hallelujah. I love messages like this because uh, 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 it, it seems to me that God is specifically speaking to us in this season. Amen and amen. Oh, come on. I said amen and amen. Is somebody eager to hear the word? Oh, I didn't hear you. I said, is somebody eager to hear the word? Amen. Yeah. Last week, I told you something. I said, when you ask me to teach or to preach on sacrifice on giving on these things i can do it for the rest of my life because i am a say in christian life that is it so when you pray when you fast when you give there are there are things that are inescapable are you understanding me if you want to enjoy you see the, every day i say that the, the the giving is not even as crucial as the heart one man said that anybody god will bless there is something interesting inside there is something hot interesting no, the heart determines what comes out. And so, we have to shape your heart after the manner that the Lord will want to bless. And one of the things that does that is giving. Is somebody with me? Shout, I hear you. Let's continue. Acts chapter 4, the verses number 32 to the verse number 36. Let's read this popular scripture. Acts 4. Acts 4, 32 to the verse number. Acts 4, 32. Acts 4, 32. Acts 4, 32. 
yes sir to the verse number 32 to the verse number 36 i want us to i want us to read it together please help me read one two three go all the believers were one in heart and mind <clears throat> no one claimed that any of his possessions was his own kjv kjv you know Okay, so let's let's start. One, two, three, go. And the multitude of them that believed were of one heart and of one soul. Neither said any of them that ought of the things which he possessed was his own. But they had all things in common. Okay. And with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And great grace was upon them all. Come down. Neither was there any among them that lacked. For as many as were possessors of lands or houses sold them and brought the prizes of the things that were sold and laid them down at the apostles' feet. And distribution was made unto every man as he had need. It's okay. Hallelujah. Uh, please, do you understand this? Well, okay, let's go to the NIV and see. Maybe this English is too complex. So let's see. All the believers were one in heart and mind. No one claimed that any of his possessions was his own, but they shared everything they had. This is common English. With great power, the apostles continued to testify to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and much grace was upon them all. Come down. They were there were no needy persons among them, for from time to time. Those who owned lands or houses sold them, brought the money from the sales, and put it at the apostles' feet. And it was distributed to anyone as he had need. You can go verse 36. No. Okay, so let's read that one because I said verse 36. And, and, and. Now, Joseph a Levite from Cyprus, whom the apostles called Barnabas, which means son of encouragement. Uh huh sold a field he owned and brought the money and put it at the apostles feet. You can say apostles feet. Say at the feet of Jesus. I didn't hear you. Say at the feet of Jesus. Hallelujah. <laughs> now in English when we say you lay something at somebody's feet it is not always a pleasant thing. In fact, a lot of the times what we lay at people's feet are blames. Maybe uh, Apostle Kevin is in the work. Maybe uh, in the workplace there is a problem at the workplace and the supervisors come and you know, Apostle Kevin doesn't want to be responsible so say, oh Charlie, Steve, oh no, yeah, yeah. Now what it means that I've laid the blame squarely at the feet of what? Steve, oh. do you understand that? So when we lay something at somebody's feet, normally it is trying to shift things that we don't want. Is somebody with me? Hello? 
Yes, sir. So normally we lay blames at people's feet. We lay burdens at people's feet. There is not if 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 the thing is something I want, I don't go and lay it at anybody's feet. Is somebody understanding me? Hello. If I want something, if I want something like I have money, I want to give it to Papa Neto. I, you know, normally I just go and give him the thing. But the things that we don't want, we just go. Sometimes I just go and if he, you, you know, when you were children and you and somebody will have a fight and maybe you have borrowed this pencil and the person will come, Charlie, pencil. When you take hold of the pencil, don't go and give it. You just throw it down. Is it true? Oh, hello. Is it true? Uh -huh. So normally laying something at somebody's feet is not positive. It is not something that we do positively. Normally we shift burdens and we shift certain things to people and we are saying we are laying it down at his feet. Now, so then we realize that what people naturally, please follow me, what people will naturally lay at your feet are things they don't want. Burdens. Is it true? Hello? Things they actually at that point in time want to dispense with beddings. In Luke, the Bible said that the people brought all the sick, the people that were blind, the people that were laying, and they laid them at the feet of Jesus. Are you understanding me? They were people that needed to be touched. They were not people they wanted to, you know. So they came and they laid the burden at the feet of Jesus. So not naturally, the things we put at the feet of people are things we don't want to have in our lives. That are situations we don't want to be involved with. Is somebody with me? And we go somewhere and we lay it at their feet. But the ecclesia in the New Testament understood this thing differently. Listen to me. So that when people came and they were bringing their burdens, the Bible said that they would gather the sick and they would put them there. And when they pass around, they will be healing them and those things. It is there. They lay them at their feet. But the New Testament ecclesia took hold of what they had money treasure possession the bible said that somebody will go and sell his land and take the money and when he comes what he does is that he comes to lay the money at the feet of the apostle as though this money is a burden i've explained to you that normally what we lay at the feet of of people are things we don't want are you understanding me so that if i want to if i want to give something to somebody i give it to him i don't lay it at his feet you know, things that we don't know. But the ecclesia, the church, when they had something they actually wanted, something they actually thought was valuable, they came and they laid it at the feet of the apostles. Now, there is a mystery surrounding this whole thing. Please follow me. Somebody sleeping. Everybody wave your hands and let me see. Yeah. There is a mystery surrounding this whole thing. For many of us, money is not a treasure. It is a burden. Look at this. I want you to understand something. For many of us in the church, money is not what? A treasure. We treat it as a treasure when in fact it is a burden to us. Now, do you understand where I'm coming from? The New Testament church understood something that Mr. Rubin doesn't understand today. They realized that it wasn't a treasure, but it was a burden. Now, think about this. Adia Enihua Hello? How many things? Uh, you see, this thing can split brothers. It can cause men to murder other men. We don't call something like this something. We don't call it a treasure. It is rather a bed. In the New Testament, church understood that money was not something they had to take. It was a burden 
they had to dispense. It was something they didn't want to be responsible for. So they took that thing and they laid it at the feet of the apostles. Now, are you understanding me? Many of us in church don't understand this mystery. When we have money, we think it is a treasure to, 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 to withhold. We, we, ref, we, we fail to understand that for many of us, it is rather a burden. Because the things that people can do for money, you understand that money is rather a burden to him than a treasure. So the church in the New Testament, when they had money, when they had something they thought was valuable, something they thought say a free omon sa ebe ha omono, they picked it. Something they thought that a new omon huwa ebe ye burden somno, they picked it and they placed it under at the feet of the apostle, as though they would place a burden at the feet of the apostle. Is somebody understanding me? Hello. So there are some things in life. We look at them. It is burdening us too much. We lift it and we place it at the feet. Listen to me. When you have a sick man, you take the sick man to church. You say, Pastor, pray for him. You bring him to the altar. Sometimes take him to prayer camp. Pastor, pray for him as a burden. But when money becomes a burden, we rather keep the burden. Now, are you understanding me? When money becomes a burden, you rather what? Keep it. What the New Testament church taught us was not to keep it, but treat it as it is. It's a burden. Take it, show it, take it, put it down. Just like you laid your 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 your, your barrenness at the feet of the apostle. When it comes to money, if it is a burden, grab hold of some seed. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I acknowledge that this thing is something that is troubling me. I refuse to withhold it. I am placing it under your feet. Just like you healed my disabled son, healed my finances. Is somebody understanding me? Shout, I hear you. That is how the New Testament church understood money. Is somebody me? So Barnabas took his field, he sold it, <laughs> and he brought it. Somebody tried to do some in the same chapter, Ananias and Sapphira. They, they, they failed to understand that it was a burden. They took it as a treasure, so they lied to God and they died on the spot. Now, is somebody understanding me? Shout, I hear you. Oh, come on, shout, I hear you. So, if money is a problem for Stephen, when he lay holds of lay hold of it, he doesn't keep it. He doesn't want. If it is a bed, then go and throw it somewhere you don't want. Are you understanding me? Make somebody else responsible. That is something I want to talk about again. Make somebody else responsible for cash inflow. Listen, today I'm specifically talking about money. Laying it at the feet of the apostles. Make somebody else responsible for the flow of cash in your life. Is somebody with me? Make somebody else what responsible for the flow of cash. I wrote down and I said that there is a way. Follow me. There is a way to enroll or to or, 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 or to enlist God to regulate the flow and the inflow and the outflow of money into your. There is a way to enroll and enlist His services in the inflow and the outflow of cash in your life. Now, is somebody understanding me? Shout, I hear you. Come on, I didn't hear you. I said, shout, I hear you. <laughs> Look at this. Anytime you give something to somebody, Mr. Rubin, and he comes to me, and then he gives me the money. Naturally, or if I'm there with focus, I take money and I give it to focus. When I give something to focus, naturally, focus will expect an instruction. And I'm like, oh, come on. Naturally, she would expect an instruction from me as to how 
the treasure or the money I've committed to her, what she should do with it. Now, is somebody understanding me? Shout, I hear you. Oh, come on, I say, shout, I hear you. But listen to me. When Semi Janahasi and Mr. Rubin Ba, Naso be bunku to you, many Nasa Odisika to me, Nayasia. That one, I'm not awaiting for any instruction. The gesture alone tells me that the money is at my disposal. Now, do you understand that? Many times in the church, what we bring God, we don't lay it at his feet. We bring it to him as a seed. We bring it to him as money. The things we hand over to people, they expect instruction. There are many, many of us, and there are too many instructions attached to the things we are sending. When we lay it at his feet, we are saying, Papa, take it and invest it how you want it. Now, are you understanding me? So the Bible said that when they took the seed, they took the money and they brought it to the apostles. The apostles now have to look at the money. It is in their possession and do whatever they please with the money. So that is the difference between laying it at his feet and giving it to him. I will stand to give, but I will bow to lay at his feet. Now, is somebody understanding me? Oh, come on, is somebody understanding me? Shout, I hear you. Now, when I lay it at his feet, I am asking him to invest it how he wants to do it. But when I give it to him, he will always be waiting for instruction from me. Is somebody understanding me? And if there is somebody that has proved himself over the years to be a wise investor, there is nobody like God. <laughs> Shout out here. The reason why some of us, we take our money and we go and give it to God and we don't see anything, he's still waiting for instruction. But when we don't want to stress ourselves, we take our money and we lay it at his feet. Say, Papa, this one, it is not coming from anything. Any instruction behind the deal today, I am laying it at your feet. When it is at his feet, he takes it and uses it how he wants it. Is somebody understanding this preacher? Come on, is somebody understanding this preacher? You see, when you lay something under somebody's feet, eh, look at it. You are telling the person, Papa, I did our baby, I found a Friday invest the money how I, I don't have any instruction concerning this one take it and invest it if there is somebody that knows how to invest it is god i remember many years in scripture the bible said that there was a great famine also and even if the the, the, the widow of zarephath his grandmother was the richest person in the world she couldn't have survived even kings were were feeling the the the, the effect of the famine but one day the Bible said that God went to him. He said, I will instruct a widow there. God went to him and give him, gave him an advice, an investment advice. He said that instead of saving what you have, instead of cooking food and eating it yourself, of yourself, I want you to invest in that old prophet. Are you understanding me? Take what you have and invest in that old prophet. That is God, the investment banker, advising the widow of Zarephal. There is nothing you are going to do with this fly you have that is going to sustain you for three years. But if you can invest in this this old prophet there is no way anybody with physical eyes can see that that old hungry prophet had the means to sustain the woman for three years god the ultimate investor told the woman what others can see i can see in that prophet is the ability to sustain you for three years take what you have don't take it to treasury bill but invest it in that old prophet god the investment banker knew what the zarephat woman needed for the next three years is somebody understanding me when we lay it as it's it. He gives us power to do. We give him power, sorry, to do what he likes with our money. Nobody could have predicted say in the year 2019 also that there was going to be a, a, a virus. There are some things you can't calculate no matter how smart your analysis are. 
Are you understanding me? So no matter what we choose to invest in, it is not as sound as laying something under the feet of Jesus. Because you specifically invest it where you will not lose. I pray for a generation that shall learn this mystery. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Look at this mystery. The reason why I call what the Zarephath woman did as laying it at his feet was this. Look at what Elijah said. Elijah said, Elijah said that, look woman, I want you to bake the bread. But after you have baked the bread, I want you to serve me first. When I have eaten and I am full, then you can bake some for you and your son. Are you understanding me? Lay what you have at my feet and allow me to do whatever I want to do. So the Bible said the woman baked first for the man and after Elijah had eaten and he was full, he said, thou said the Lord. Say, thou said the Lord. Lord. Are you understanding me? There is always a place for you if you can learn to lay it at his feet. And the woman took his dough and said, Prophet, do what you want with it. Lay it at my feet. Don't give it to me. You see, when it comes to giving, but he said that you bake it for yourself and your son. Lay what you have at my feet. The time has come for the church to understand this mystery. If God is going to be interested in your finances, we need to get hold of it. If it is a bed, then get hold of it. Place it under his feet and allow him to invest it as, as he wants. Is somebody understanding me? <laughs> shout out here. Oh, come on, I say shout out here. So the Bible said that after the Shunammite woman had fed Elisha for many, many seasons, one day she was there. She said, let us build. Every day, this is the mystery I understand. There is always a way. You see, the woman laid her resources. Look at this. The woman laid her resources at the feet of the prophet. The Bible said that the woman went to invite the prophet once. But the Bible said that as a matter of time, as it went, King James, and he said, anytime Elisha passed by, he went there to enjoy. So it was not a constant invitation. It was an open invitation. What you say? He came once, but he said that anytime. Say anytime. So he laid the house at the feet of the prophet. So anytime the prophet felt like eating, anytime the prophet felt like like sleeping or studying, he would just dash into the Shunammite woman's house and use the resources. The Bible said that at a point in time, the the, 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 the the woman sat down and thought to himself. I don't think she was just thinking to himself. I think it was the Holy Ghost speaking to the woman and instructing him of a way to invest the small money she has saved. She said, woman, go and take the money out of treasury bill. Build a house on top of your house for the prophet because in this house, he shall release the prophecy that will bring your son. Are you understanding me? Go and take the money from treasury bill. It has no business being there. What you need is a son and not money. Let me show you how to invest your money properly. There there is no investment banker that will advise you to invest in a prophet. It takes the Holy Ghost. I pray for a generation. I pray for a generation. I pray for a generation that will understand the mystery of laying it at the feet of Jesus. Is somebody understanding me? Also, for a dear investment banker, and I'll bet you say, invest in a prophet. Is somebody understanding me? He said, Go and take your money. The Holy Ghost spoke to the woman. Go and take your money from treasury bill. If your money is hidden in the ground, I want you to build a house on the on, on top. Because what you are looking for, the kind of investment you need to make, it will require that you invest in this prophet. Is somebody understanding me? Say, lay it at his feet. 
I didn't hear you. I say, lay it at his feet. I didn't hear you. I say, lay it at his feet in the name of the Lord Jesus. I wrote down when I said this mystery. I'm going into the depth of the message. Any laying down requires a bending over or a stooping down. If what you are going to lay down, look at me. If what you are going to lay down, Matthew 15 30, please follow me. It is not something you just take and toss it on the ground. Is somebody with me? Oh, come on, is somebody with me? Great crowds came to him, bringing, bringing the lame, the blind, the crippled, the mute, and many others, and laid them at his feet, and he healed them. Look at this. Just imagine, sir, Madame Sylvia's father. This is just an example. Madame Sylvia's father is crippled. And Madame Sylvia wants to go and put Madame, uh, uh, his father under the feet of Jesus. Is that what you do? Oh, is that what you do? Or if your brother is blind, you just carry the blind man, you went through him and no. No. If what you are laying under his feet is something you treasure, you bend down. Say you bend down. Or you stoop over and you place it under his feet. You just don't go and throw it under his feet. But what I say, I wrote down and I said that when we throw something at his feet, he, will not, he won't bow down to pick it. If we can't bow down to put it there, he will not bow down to what? To pick it up. Is somebody understanding me? Shout, I hear you. And so listen to me. Listen to me very carefully. The bending down process is symbolic of two things. The first thing is humility. Look at this. There are many of us that think that when it comes to the matter of giving and those things, it, it, it is, it is a, 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 we are doing somebody a favor or something. There, are, there, there is a mentality in the body of Christ today. And the Uchi Radio, so people are saying all that they want. Also, look at this Muhammad Nigerian movie. Anytime somebody visits a shrine and you have something to give, the Juju man will show you, put it here. They never even take it off your hands. Do you know why? Because they believe that it is not within the domain of a mere man to exchange in gifts when it comes to a matter of giving and give, giving and receiving. It's a mere mortal. And it's somebody that belongs to the supernatural to engage in giving and receiving. Into what? Any time they go to the shrine, they take what they bring. They will show you where you have to put it. Adam Eboa. They will show you. Put it there. If it's money, they will show you put it there. If it is this, they will show you put it there. Why? Because they don't see say, it is proper. Even from the spirit world, for somebody to receive of the hand of a mere mortal. So they put it there. In, in that matter, it's a privilege. It is what? My God. It is a privilege. When you go, you have to put it down. Nobody will receive it of your hand. But in church, today, they see it, it seems as though it is a privilege for us to partake in this mystery that the eternal God is receiving something of us. That is why I feel that what, what moves him is when we put it under his feet. We show him that we are humble enough. But what he has said, we show him that we don't see ourselves qualified to exchange things with him. Is somebody understanding me? Oh, come on, is somebody understanding me? Yes, sir. So that is why we stand to give, but we bow to lay down. 
So the first mystery is humility. So Nehemiah has money. And not crying, not weeping or anything. She takes the money. See? And then she comes and she lays it down at the feet of Jesus. And when it happens like that, in humility, God looks at this and says, let me invest it for her. Are you understanding me? We give God the opportunity to do what he likes with the money. That is why the Bible said the New Testament church never lacked. Because they gave the apostles the chance to invest that thing. Is somebody understanding me? Shout, I hear you. The second mystery about bending down is because if someone has a nurse, what bending down there? You know that anytime you bend down, it is a stretch. It is what? A stretch. Just imagine carrying a crippled man and putting him on the ground. It is not something that is easy. And I'm a Yes, sir. So I said that when we lay it down at his feet, it will always require us to stretch. It will require you to hold. Oh, it will require you to hold. Stretch. There are some of us, we only do what to make us comfortable. If we are going to lay it down, it will require you to stretch. Somebody will have to even lie down to lay down. Is somebody with me? There are some times you have to even lie down to hold. Lay down. There are sometimes you have to stoop in order to lay that thing down. If we are going to lay something down, it will require us to stretch. It will require you to hold, to stretch. Listen to me. Giving and laying down, it is not an easy thing. Let me tell you, church, Saturday, it is not an easy thing to trust God huh? and, to, and to lay something down. Sorry to him. It is not. You just imagine an invisible hand and you want to lay it down at his disposal, it is not an easy thing. So, if you want to feel comfortable, you know, so, and preachers are preaching, and they are saying that, uh, 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 you see, you know, when people give, uh, uh, and share, yes, I will never share anybody to give, but you have to put pressure on your soul. Malachi told the people, well, see, you are living comfortably in your houses. That is what the intention of the people. Let me be comfortable in what I do. You are living in your sealed houses while the house of God lies in ruins. It is not wrong for anybody to build your house. But God said that because of this, a curse is on you. If you think that, listen, I'm not saying that God will curse anybody. Don't get me wrong. But I'm trying to say that you don't have to feel comfortable in order to give unto God. In order to lay down. Laying down will require that you feel some pains in your waist. But that is the action. That is what? The action. What you the people didn't do anything wrong. They saying that they say you are you are living comfortably in your sealed houses. And so when it rains, it falls in my house. Now, because of this, there is a curse on you. Absolutely nothing. I'm, I'm just thinking, I'm saying, if God, if the old testament God is to appear in the new testament, the church will run away. You will close down the church, and the pastor will go and start a night club. Is somebody understanding me? Oh, come on, is somebody understanding me? I don't have to be comfortable. I don't have to be comfortable to be, to be able to give. I don't, I don't. I don't need any comfort. The most important thing is that I am determined. I am stretching. If I'm laying it down, but I still want to do it. Are you understanding me? If I'm laying it down, I'll have to bend down and lay it down. I can't just throw it down. There are many of us, also, we think that she came here, but she came here. I wrote that when I said that, you see, money is not something that we want to, we actually need it. We do need it. If you are here and you think you don't need money, let me see your hand. You don't need money, let me see your hand. We need it. 
Hello. So we have to use it as people who need it. Is somebody understanding me? Shout, I hear you. Today, there are many things people are saying in, in the body of Christ. People are saying whatever they want. But this preacher, one day, Reverend Stu says something. I'll never forget. Opriti will impact. I will ask Bishop. I think 2019. Uh, 2019, yes, I think. 2019, So it should have been 2018. He said something. He said, uh, around those days, not a lot of clamor about social media. They were insulting men of God. Excuse me, say, because of some, you know, these men of God that come on TV and do our country and take money. They were insulting so many men of God. So when Reverend Stood went to preach that action, it was impact, you know. He said something. He said that Papa, Papa, which is Archbishop, asked him not to even take offering or take anything. Because the way people are, on people now you are preaching in church and there is camera in the church you know and they are recording sometimes they can even play your message on the radio station eh? can you imagine and you have preached for like 45 50 minutes sometimes one hour and they'll look for that line which is controversial and they'll play it on the radio for people to hear and you think that also, there are some people they are just they, they are just accumulating sorrow for their lives what you are saying yeah, Bishop Doug says something. What you do to us, some, some of the people you take from us, it is our blood, oh. It is our blood. I'm telling you. Shout, I hear you. Yeah. Yesterday, in the afternoon, I went to visit somebody. And I spoke to him. The Lord spoke to me. Clearly, during the, during the week, concerning this person. And I went to see him. I went to see him and I spoke to him. And it's as though the person is doing me a favor. It is not easy. This thing that we do. Eh? Hello. Hello. As though And I'll drive because I see that the situation is dire. I see that saying when I go, this is what the Lord said to me. After his knees started trembling, he said, I had to go to second regional police. You think I'm joking? I drove all the way from my house to your place to come and joke. regional way. So as I stand here, I don't want to go into the details. Shout, I hear you. Oh, come on, I said, shout, I hear you. His knees started trembling. His knees started trembling. Yesterday around, uh, I, I, I went to my area. I went to Banchias area. To be free Banchias, uh, I met a couple of people. This man involved, and then I left. Me free when I'm a call Nippon. Knees started trembling. But what you Oh, come on! Is somebody with me? Shout! I hear you. But they are on radio, and they will pick one line. Reverend said that Papa Papa Bishop said, "Don't say anything. Don't even don't even ask for offering." He said, even if they, 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 they drag my name into the mud, this is what will bring blessing to the people. Like Paul said in Philippians. But say, I'm not asking because I'm hungry. I love the way Paul put it. Are you understanding me? Hello? Paul is not saying that. He said, I don't live an extravagant life. I told my people one day I was advising one of my sons in their spirit. I said, all these things you are fighting for, you need to be careful. You need to be careful. Had they not been the grace of God, I don't know. Sometimes eh, people misunderstand the way God wants to move. The Lord told me when I was speaking to him, he said, All these things that he's fighting, he will never use one of them. And I told him, Shout, I hear you. Oh, come on, I said, Shout, I hear you. Yeah. We need to understand things. Amen and amen. 
Oh, amen and amen. We need to understand certain so that our lives will be sweatless. And nowadays, you see, that is the most attacked thing in the body of Christ, giving and receiving. Paul said that, I thank God. He said, when I come, no offerings will have to be made. You see, I am believing God and I am praying to God and I'm trusting God. Listen to me. My plan and my vision for this commission is that a day is coming we won't have harvest in this house again. Do you know what I want? I want a church. My God, I want a church, a generation of people that understand so that I'll come and I say that we need to buy this and all of a sudden seven people will get up and say we want to buy it. I don't need people sitting and they were do, saying whatever they, and who is somebody understanding me shout i hear you if god won't do it let it remain undone and they say what they want outside today pastors are taking money from people like paul said it's true even if i don't have i'll sleep i'll do what i'll lock myself in the room and fast and yeah hey you think that every day the men of God are fasting because they, sometimes they don't have money. That's why they ask the men of God. Sometimes they don't have money. The Lord, the, the Lord has is, is placed upon my heart to wait upon him for three days. Of what? The moment he receives money, he will break the fast. Say spirit man. <laughs> Hallelujah. Ah, remember somebody with me paul said that he, to the church in philippi he, he wrote them and he thanked them i love the man paul you see so sometimes you receive an offering you receive a seat and you thank them we are grateful paul told them i'm grateful but i need you to understand that you are doing this to your credit you are doing this to your heart to your credit not that i am indeed when him say and yes i will have me here grandpa how to abound and how to abase with this commission we are not one of these commission one of these men of god who can't survive in the midst of listen to me i have survived it's okay hallelujah yeah amen and amen oh amen and amen say god grant me grace to lay everything under your feet in the mighty name of the lord jesus I didn't hear you. Say, Lord, grant me grace to lay everything under your feet in the name of the Lord Jesus. Give me two minutes, I'll close. Hallelujah. It is raining, so two minutes time, maybe the rain will stop. And I'll close. Is somebody understanding me? Oh, come on. When you come on, amen and amen. No, we need to understand these things. So, <laughs> one day I listened to man, a certain man of God. He said that he started. Sometimes, hey, you look at people, every day you can be in ministry, you can pray, you can fast, you can do things, you can be in church, you can do things, you can do that, you can do that. But there are certain things, they don't exchange anything. Yeah. So, you can see men of God, they are poor to their core. They are poor to their core. And you think that if you are before, no, if you are before to me, I'm before to me, I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm telling you, I'm before to me, sir, to say the margin of Yamuna. And all of us, we are, we are done in Ghana. Hallelujah. Oh, come on, I said, Hallelujah. Sometimes through a small gift, a word of prophecy will lift you. 
I tell you, also for I believe in these things so mightily. Sometimes through a small gift, a word of prophecy will visit you. A word of prophecy will lift you through a small gift. One day, Jefferson Franklin said something. He said that a certain old woman sent him over the kingdom connection. He sent him a $50. But the $50 the woman sent, she sent it out of stress. Out of stress. Set in a bad mental institution. Out of stress. Kingdom connection. Only 21 days. She fasted for 11 days and sent $50. In the one day, no more bear program. In the Obi Obi moderating program, now I say MC. The whole number the couples and they hear MCs. In the maybe this Sunday, uh, Papa Nesu and his wife will come and and and, and minister, like not preach, but they will moderate the program. And the woman came together with the young boy. So I was watching uh, 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 Kingdom Connection. Ah, but today a young couple nearby, and the and 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 the woman spoke for some time. When the man of God took the microphone, he, he just called the woman, and the woman came to stand there. And immediately the man of God, the woman started crying. Said, This boy you see here, there is no drug he has not tasted. Nothing. One day or whole thing, and he so warm nobody's name January. They do a 21 day fast in January. The man of God said that when the woman sent the $50 offering, oh but you book. Literally, a free book, no so. So she said, 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 oh, Meli Meli and a Saka woman, because she knew that something had changed. They connected. Are you understanding me? Yes, sir. If money is a bed, then take it, lay it down. If it is a bed, then take it and what? Lay it down. Men found frustration in Kwamba. One of your frustrations is money. Why do you leave that one out? Senna, is it true? One of your frustrations is money. Yesterday, I was talking to uh, my sister when she was in, uh, 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 going to the university. Uh, you know, people have lived through hard times. So. You, you know, you have a father. And my mother will pray, 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 pray. My father will send school fees. And after sending the school fees, on one to one or send off from school fees, mommy, I won't pay again. Can you imagine? And you take their school fees back and squander it on, on, on guineas. And can, can you imagine? You know, things happen in this world. <laughs> Say mercy. I pray for grace over you and your family. May you not lack any good thing in this life. I didn't hear you. I said, may you not lack any good thing in this life. Receive it in the name of Jesus. God bless you. And God be with you. Hey, when do we when do we have a harvest? Next two weeks, and our next week, next week, next two weeks. Any twenty cent, twenty something, yeah. So next two weeks, hey, okay. So God willing, next week we will make envelopes available. We will make envelopes available. So that I hope it's next two weeks. This Sunday be in the week of you. That's right. Hallelujah. Oh, I said hallelujah. We will take an offering. There are many of us, listen to me, like Paul said, there are many of us, we are coming to simply bless God. There are many of us, 
we see money as a burden no matter your motivation your offering is accepted are you with me no matter your motivation it if it is laid down it is what accepted but what you are saying no matter your motivation if it is laid down it is what the people that brought their their people to jesus your motivations can be varied i'm telling you when you read scripture we think that everybody that went to jesus they went and everybody was a pure heart somebody even was wicked when he sent their children are you with me shout i hear you oh come on i said shout i hear you on friday we are going to pray a certain prayer sometimes you don't understand certain things everybody shall take your offering let's go second service they said they say to you take your offering father i bless this offering even as we give on to your work may we encounter increase in the mighty name of jesus as we lay it at your feet direct us and show us your way in jesus name amen